Hey there, we're Jason and Tony, and this is In Case You Missed It, a little podcast of things that uh, we did during the show this morning that you might not have heard. One of those things was uh, there's a new ice cream out, and it's beer-flavored. With uh, the amount of stories that we've been seeing over the past, really, couple of years about um, food and weird flavors... Oreos, yeah, I mean, just uh, potato chips. You know, they're all everything. Pop tarts—they're all changing all these flavors. I mean, <laughs> it's almost not shocking anymore. No, uh, but every now and then, one comes along that we got to tell you about. Somebody has created Bush Light beer ice cream. Whoa, beer ice cream! But why would you use Bush Light? I mean, I'm no beer connoisseur, but but <laughs> Bush Light. <laughs> There are better beers. I'm, I, I guess they were on a budget. Milwaukee's best cream. Yeah, that's not, that's not going to be. That's just not going to be good. So we got got us thinking here. You know, sooner or later they're going to run out of stuff to to make like, new flavors. Sounds like they're getting there now. It's getting thin. If they're using Bush Light, I mean, we're at the jumping point here where we're going to start getting spam flavored stuff. <laughs> spam. Spam cream. Yeah, <laughs> it won't be long till we'll be eating potato chips that taste like old boiled eggs. <laughs> yeah, you know there might be such thing as a dead possum Oreo. It's on its way. I'll bet at some you. point. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. new Lay's mothballs <laughs> taste just like, like Granny's clothes smell, and they keep away insects. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't know what they're gonna do with this flavor, but. Uh-huh. It'll be nasty. It'll be the worst, probably. What's that? Teenage boys' room. Oh, mm. gosh. I bet that'll be Sherbert. Yeah. Here's an interesting story about a psycho dwarf. <laughs> if your life is as weird and messed up as the one we're about to tell you about, I desperately would love to hear from you. I think it's a big messed up world. It is, but I'm not sure it gets any crazier than this. Listen to this story. Okay. 45-year-old woman named Christine Barnett of Lafayette, Indiana. All right? Mm-hmm. Uh, back in May of 2010, she and her 43-year-old husband, Michael Barnett, agreed to an emergency adoption of a six-year-old girl from Ukraine named Nat- Nat- Natalia. That's sweet. Well, in 2013, Christine and Michael moved to Canada, and they left Natalia behind. Uh, all right. Huh. Huh. The authorities just tracked them down last week and arrested them for neglect. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't leave your, whatever old she was, six, nine year old, I guess, at that point. You can't do Kid behind. You can't leave, you can't leave them and move to Canada. Uh-uh. I know some days you look at your nine-year-old and think, I'm going to leave you and move to Canada, but you're just joking. <laughs> yeah, right. You're not really going to do that. Uh-uh. But, okay, so, but that's not the end of this story. Here's where it gets, cra- here's where it gets crazy. Okay. Uh, they say it isn't what it seems. They say they didn't adopt their nine-year-old. They say they figured out their daughter was actually a 22-year-old dwarf who is posing as a child. What? And they also say she's a sociopath who tried to poison Christine and push her into an electric fence and once attacked a baby. Oh, my God! I know you're thinking, ah, oh, they're just saying that that was really a nine-year-old. There's no such thing as a psychopathic dwarf. Wrong! Wrong. Listen. Uh-uh. 
So they they had to go to court, right? The mm-hmm. well, then they brought up the court where they had to legally change the girl's age a few years ago because that's when they found out she was actually a twenty two year old psychopathic dwarf. Oh my god! They had to, they they put her in a in a in a psychiatric treatment facility a few years back, but now she's gone and no one knows where she is. <gasps> oh, I mean that's no, creepy right there. So if you're out there and you oh that's a cute little probably looks ten or twelve now. I, that looks like a cute little 10-year-old little girl. No, Mm-mm. it's not. It's a psychopathic dwarf. See, I'm that way with yard gnomes and leprechauns. <laughs> you never <laughs> know, they're, do they're, you? They're, they're evil. <laughs> evil. Watch out for psychopathic dwarfs today, okay? And yard gnomes and leprechauns. <laughs> has Tony been getting into me lucky charms? Tony, a leprechaun has called in. Are you afraid? You ever heard of a psychopathic dwarf before? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I married one. <laughs> if you're planning a trip, you need to know what you can take on an airplane, and the TSA has uh, given us a, this is a real list. Real, y'all. They're saying that, like, right now, if you've got to travel uh, for the holidays around Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, if you've got to fly somewhere, they're saying t- today, tomorrow, the these are the best days. This week is the best week. To book those flights, they're at the cheapest possible that they'll be. They'll just go up from here. All right, so if you've got to travel, you, <laughs> there, you know that now. But here's some things you may not know. Okay, uh, let's these are it. these are things that it, it you know this Christmas if you're going out traveling if you're taking presents and stuff you need to know this. Mm-hmm. These are five weird things you're not allowed to carry on an airplane. This is according to the TSA. So this is real stuff. Number one is a magic eight ball. You're not. There's liquid inside. No, what? So, oh, I mean, so you can't take you can't, that on. So you won't know how to answer any question. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that. Bowling pins. So if you're a professional juggler. What's uh, wrong with bowling pins? But you can take bowling balls. Huh. Isn't that weird? Uh, cast iron cookware because it's heavy. It could be used as a weapon. Yeah, well, it can. It be also used to cook with, too. Uh, pool cues because, you know... you. They could be a weapon, too. Hockey sticks, ski poles, lacrosse sticks, they're all banned for the same reason. Well. Cooking sprays like Pam, you can't take that because aerosols are flammable and they might explode. Now, hmm? I bet you're wondering, well, then what can I take? What will the TSA let me take on the airplane then? Well, they happen to put out a list of that, too. All right, what? Some of the things on there that you can take on an airplane and to carry on, antlers, Antlers. Fake skeletons, rocks, a football helmet, tea kettle, fresh eggs, a Geiger counter, <laughs> cheese graters. Yeah, well, uh, cheese grater, that could be a weapon, be a weapon right. too. Harry Potter wands, that's uh-huh. a weapon. Apparently, they've never seen the movie. Uh-huh. A license plate, a live fish. Now, let me talk about the live fish here for a second. Okay. Can't have a ma- magic eight ball because it's got liquid in it. Uh-huh. How are you supposed to take a live fish? On an airplane without wow, it being right. Maybe if you put the fish inside the eight ball, they'd yeah. let it on. They also allow their their own. Uh, you can bring your own parachute and your own inflatable life vest in case you don't trust the airlines. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna ask a chainsaw. Yeah, probably not. Hippopotamus. Nah, unless it's a you know emotional support hippopotamus. Oh, then that. Then, then you're in. Yeah. <laughs> we went thirty seconds inside a woman's mind. And now it's time for another episode of. 30 seconds inside a woman's head. I have a wedding to plan. It can't be that hard. Basics, place, and time. That's all he needs to know. Where and when. Oh, and I'll pretend that he gets to help choose stuff like food, cake, tuxedo, band, or DJ. (laughs) But really, it just comes down to him showing up. 
And while I've given my wedding day a lot of thought over the years, I asked Thomas if he had any ideas for the wedding, and all he said was, I don't really like reggae music. It's going to be a great day. And that was another episode of 30 Seconds Inside a Woman's Head. We showed our acting abilities this morning, which probably win us some award if we tried. I'm sure. Uh, with today's social media theater. Hello, I'm Tudor Balustrade. Welcome to Social Media Theater, showcasing drama at its most profound and perfunctory. With this week's episode, here are Jason and Tony. Today's social media theater comes to us from the timeline of Rachel, her and her brother are having some fun time together. Aww, poor the... I'll play Rachel and uh, you play uh, Tyler. Okay. okay. All right, Sounds here we go. Good. Rachel, I love how I'm 20. My brother's 22, and we're watching The Great Mouse Detective together. That's what I call bondage. Tyler, bonding, right? You meant bonding, right? Join us again next time for Social Media Theater on most of this same radio station with Jason and Tony. Here's today's word of the day. Starting to write these for colleges. And now to expand your vocabulary, Jason and Tony present Tony's word of the day. Puberty. Puberty is a stage that skunks go through in their early teenage years. Puberty. Last Tony's word of the day. This is the best country lyric never written. Me, 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 me. And now, Jason and Tony present the best country music lyrics that were never written. He is sweaty. His underarms are raw. It's not easy to be a man in a bra. That was the best country music lyrics never written from Jason and Tony. And we'll leave you, as always, with today's Real Real Good. Good. Here's another story about a teacher going above and beyond. I love teacher stories. There's a 10-year-old girl uh, named Ryan Neighbors who has uh, spina bifida. And she's been in a wheelchair her entire life. Poor little girl. Uh, Her school recently planned a field trip to a state park that she knew she wouldn't be able to go to because it it requires hiking. So that'd be hard for her to do. Yeah. And uh, she's had to skip similar trips before. I mean, she understands. Mm-hmm. Um, so her mom was planning just an alternate field trip for her that day. And, uh, but, but one of her teachers there at her school reached out, his name's Jim Freeman. Jim teaches in the classroom next to Ryan's and, uh, she's not even his student. Okay. Okay. Just, yeah, a, just it. another teacher at the school that happens to know the situation. Oh, he well, he volunteered to carry her all day so she wouldn't miss out. Now, Ryan's mom's got this special backpack that she can ride in. So Jim strapped it on, hiked all day with a 10-year-old on his back. I don't care who you are. A 10-year-old on your back hiking all day. Oh, my gosh, Jim, dude. No kidding. Um, He downplayed it and said he was happy to help. And that's just another one small example of how teachers work harder than most people even realize. And they definitely carry in more than their way. This is a story we're hearing about countless stories like this happen teachers do stuff like this every single day but to this teacher jim freeman 
Dude, you are real good. Well, that wraps up today's uh, podcast. Thank y'all so much for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you wouldn't mind. Please. Please. Thank you very much. We're Jason and Tony, and this has been In Case You Missed It.